Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today you're stuck with just me. No handsome sidekick, Dewey. No guest to interview. Today, I just wanted to answer some questions from a listener who's getting a new kitten. Everybody can get excited about that. Her name is Madison. And actually, the day that this podcast airs, which is February 2nd, is Madison's birthday. So we want to wish Madison a very happy birthday. And I believe she's already gotten her kitten by the time this podcast airs. So hope that was the best birthday present you'll ever get. I'm sure your kitten will give you a lifetime of joy. And certainly a lot of kitten laughs in the meantime. So I want to read what Madison sent and then address her questions in case any of you are going to be getting a new kitten anytime soon. Or maybe are fostering kittens. These are great kitten foster questions as well. So Madison writes, I've been listening to your podcast and it's been so helpful since I'm getting my first kitten soon. I'm wondering what's the best effective wet food for a 10-week-old kitten. So let's start there. She goes on with several other questions, but I'm going to just take them one at a time. So this is a great question. You know, when I foster kittens, I used to feed Royal Canin canned food and and a little bit of dry, actually. And I thought Royal Canin was the best kitten food on the planet because it's, you know, very high end Royal Canin, great food company. But then several years ago, Royal Canaan was sold. And now if you read the ingredient label, there are byproducts listed as one of the top ingredients in the kitten food. So I don't use it any longer. What's important with kittens is for them to have a really high protein level. So a lot of these brands that are labeled kitten simply mean that it's a higher protein cat food, which is probably better for your cat too, come to think of it. But the high-end brands don't actually delineate between kitten food and cat food in a lot of cases. So if you go get a to your pet store, go to a higher-end pet store, you'll get better help and you probably won't have a lot of junk food to weed through because it is real important that kittens get good quality nutrition while their bodies are developing. Just just like us people, of course, when we're infants and, and toddlers, we need to have really good food so our bones and organs develop properly. So what I like to do is get a high protein cat food that isn't too rich, all right? So it's real important that there's not a lot of heavy sauces and things like that. You'll also want to get one that's a pate texture because sometimes the chunks and the shreds are difficult for a kitten to maneuver when he's small. Ten weeks, he's probably big enough to eat chunks and shreds, but get a pate. That way, too, you can you can add some warm water to it so that your kitten's getting lots of hydration. That's 
super important as well. So there are lots of good brands. I mean, you know, my, my rule of thumb for cat food in general is read the ingredient label and avoid five ingredients. Do not buy it if it has byproducts of any kind. Corn, because cats can't digest it. Wheat, because it's a very high cat allergen. Gluten, which, believe it or not, is actually listed separate from wheat in a lot of ingredient labels, but for the same reason, high allergen in in cats. Or soy. Cats can't really digest all that stuff, and they don't need it. So make sure that whatever brand you buy is free of those five things. Consult the people at the store and tell them you want a very high-protein, pate-textured cat food. And you'll want to get the biggest can you can, which for cats, it's usually the five and a half ounce can, just because it's cheaper per ounce than getting the smaller three ounce cans. So I don't recommend any special kitten food, just very high protein cat food that's not too rich. Then she goes on to ask, um, also, what are some treat recommendations for my kitten? And treats, you know, I, first of all, let me back up a little bit. I probably should have explained a little further. I don't feed my kittens dry food because I don't feed my cats dry food. I don't feel like there's the proper nutrition that cats need in dry food. They really need protein and water. So canned cat foods are best, especially, again, when they're developing. I also don't want to get them addicted to dry food when they're young. It's like potato chips. You know, if your mom lets you eat junk food when you're a kid, you're probably going to want to eat junk food your whole life. It's probably your go-to comfort food. I know mine is. <laughs> and, and if you gave me the choice, I would eat potato chips all day long too. So don't get your cat addicted to dry food by feeding it to them when they're young. Stick with canned cat food, quality canned cat food. And so treats. Um, this is where you can do some dry treats. And if you've got a 10-week-old kitten, that kitten is going to be super high energy, right? That kitten's going to be pinging off the walls for the next foreseeable future, at least the next six to eight months of your life, <laughs> and, and use that as an opportunity to burn off some energy. So I take dry treats and I toss them across the floor. So it becomes a game of chase little bit of, you know, prey play type hunting simulation because they chase it, they pounce on it, and then they eat it. All of that is really good for your cat and things that a kitten needs. So just don't give them too many dry treats, you know, give them, give them a few a day. It's better if you actually give those treats in a treat toss scenario prior to mealtime, because that's simulating the hunt. And then they have a full meal, and that's kind of a natural cycle for cats to go through over and over throughout their day. They hunt, catch, kill, eat, groom themselves, and then take a nap. So use that opportunity of treat toss to get some of that simulated prey play in. I also like to use deli turkey. Just simply go to the meat counter and ask for a low-sodium turkey. Make sure it doesn't have any seasonings in there. And ask them to shave it for you. Because then when it's shaved, you can get, you know, little bits of, of it. Now, obviously, it's not 
ideal to toss. So it's not the kind of treat that you would want to use in tossing. But it is an ideal treat to use for training. And a 10-week-old kitten is absolutely perfect age to start clicker training. So I would definitely take that opportunity to teach them to come. There's nothing better than having a cat that comes when called because you never know when you need them. In fact, we're staying right now with some friends. Um, one of our friends is, is in the hospital and we're staying with his wife right now. And we take, they, they have a, a very nice setup for guests. It kind of has an external door to the guest bedroom and bathroom. So it's separate from the main house. So we, Pico is with us, of course, and sleeps with us in the guest room. And then we'll take him over to the main house throughout the day. And then we'll also let him go out back. But he goes upstairs and their master bedroom and a couple other rooms, offices and whatnot are on the second floor. And I don't really want Pico poking around in their stuff. So usually we close all those doors. Every now and then she forgets to close her bedroom door. And of course, Pico will go up there and get in the closet and start rummaging through things. And it's nice to just walk to the top of the stairs and go, Pico, come, come, Pico. And he comes right out to me, really, no matter what he's doing, he always comes to me. And that was from clicker training him at an early age to come. I started with the visual cue of pointing my index finger to the floor and teaching him come that way. So, you know, if he can see me, all I have to do is point to the floor and he comes. But when he hears my voice and hears me calling his name and saying, come, he will come even when he's in a place he's not supposed to be outside, things like that. So using this time now to train a kitten is a great idea. That doesn't mean that you can't teach old cats. I taught my cat Tabasco lots and lots of behaviors you know, when he was 15. So you can, you, can, you can teach an old cat new tricks, but it is a lot easier if you start when they're young. So take this opportunity to teach them come, teach them spin, teach them sit. You can teach them to get down off counters, all kinds of things. And the turkey becomes a really good reward for that clicker training, positive reinforcement training system. You can also use one of my favorite treats is called Lick and Lap. It's made by Vitacraft and it comes in a tube. It's like a pureed chicken. They also have a pureed salmon. And it's, and it's a really good way because it's not too runny, so it won't drip out onto the floor. And I like to use that for positive reinforcement training as well because it's easy to deliver and you don't get it on your hands and you can kind of use the tube as a guide to, all right, we're going to do training until the tube's gone and then we're done. It also makes a great food topper, by the way, if you have a cat that's not eating. If you've got a 10-week-old kitten, you probably are having no trouble whatsoever getting them to eat. But, but if you have an older cat in the house, try some of the lick and lap. It's wonderful. You can find it on Amazon and in, in some stores, but that stuff is great. So those would be the three things I would probably recommend, you know, and on the dry treats, I should probably say, go with some of the healthier ones. Greenies are good. Go ahead and use that opportunity to maybe get a little dental cleaning in. But, you know, speaking of dental cleaning, it's kind of a myth that dry food knocks tartar off their teeth. I mean, I guess it probably does physically, but it's not the best way to take care of your cat's teeth. 
while your cat is in this age, get him used to having your finger in his mouth. There's a really great new toothpaste out. It's an enzymatic toothpaste and it comes in a malt flavor, which cats happen to really like. And you don't need a toothbrush. All you need to do is put this enzymatic toothpaste on your finger, rub it on your cat's teeth, particularly on the molars in the back where they tend to have a lot more plaque buildup. And the enzymes in the toothpaste will go to work eating the bacteria in the cat's mouth. And of course, trying to teach an older cat that it's okay if you stick your finger in its mouth could be a little difficult. So do all these things that you're going to want to do when your cat's older now so that they get used to it. Granted, a 10-week-old kitten is beyond that sensitive development period, which is three to seven weeks in kittens, but it's definitely not too late to sensitize him to having fingers in his mouth. And that was probably the best way to take care of their their dental issues. That's not going to keep you from having to do routine dental cleanings and things like that throughout your cat's life, but it's a great preventative measure and will help a lot. I have a link to that toothpaste on catbehaviorsolutions.org in the resources and cool stuff link under health and nutrition. If you have trouble finding it, just shoot me an email, molly at cattalkradio.com, and I'm happy to send you the link to that toothpaste because that stuff is something everybody ought to be using. Okay, she goes on to ask, I also live in a small area and was wondering if you could include how to make the most out of living in a small space with a cat. Great question. You know, when I was in school, one of the things they taught us was cats need a lot of space. In the wild, a cat's going to stake about a six city block area as their territory to roam in. They said that a cat ideally would like to have a 10 bedroom home, that that's the kind of size of indoor space that would make a cat happy. Well, aren't many of us that can provide that for our cats, right? So making sure you're not overcrowding a space with too many cats is very important. And that's a slippery slope. You know, once you have two, what's three? Once you have three, what's five? And before you know it, there's 14 cats living in a 2,500 square foot home. And it's probably too many. So good question. How to make the most out of a small space? And the best answer to that is to go up. So think about it in terms of, you know, we've got a certain amount of square footage. We'll increase that square footage by going vertical. So put stair steps into the wall or get a tall cat tree, put it next to a bookcase, and then let that top shelf on the bookcase be the cat's area. And then put shelving up that's, you know, 12 to 18 inches down from the ceiling so that the cat can walk around the whole room and survey his domain and have places to explore. So vertical is the best way to expand the small space. If you can, do a catio. If you go to a website called catiospaces.com, they have some really great ideas on window boxes for purchase. You know, it, it doesn't have to be 
You don't have to own your property and have a lot of land to have a catio. I mean, obviously, if you could build a huge outdoor catio for your cat that's covered and enclosed, that would be wonderful. But if not, you can make some pretty clever things just right out of a regular window where you're not having to bust holes through the wall or make any permanent changes to a space you might be renting. So go to catiospaces.com and check out her ideas for window boxes and things. That's another great way to give cats a little extra space other than the space that you have. Also, you know, things like boxes. Anytime you get a shipment of something in, go ahead and leave the box on the floor. Any new things to explore are great enrichment and help a cat feel like there's more space. So she goes on to say, I plan on leash training and was wondering if you could give me some recommendations as to go how to go about it. That's a great idea because that's another way to help cats explore. You know, when Pico was a tiny kitten, I I got a harness for him so that he would learn the comfort of a harness and, and leash. And we took him out for walks early on. And I would say start that right away. I do like the harnesses that Velcro around the body and around the chest. We sell some on our site. Don't know how big your kitten is, Madison, but these 10 weeks, he might be big enough for the small to medium size. So check that out at catbehaviorsolutions.org. But start right away. If he happens to be a kitten that's uncomfortable with the harness, usually they're kittens and they're kind of open to anything. It's when they get older that they start, you know, resisting change and new things. But put it on them. And if it happens to be, you know, freak out time, I'm going to lay down, I can't move, you know, that kind of thing. Just let them do whatever they are trying to do, little, you know, somersault antics and things like that, trying to get the, the harness off. So let them do that for about 10 minutes and then remove it and give them a treat. And then next time, leave it on them for 15 minutes, give them treats while they have it on so that they're pairing something wonderful with wearing this scary new device. Um, hold on, my phone is ringing, of course, right in the middle of a recording. Sorry about that. <laughs> but also stroller rides. That's another thing to do with cats that live in a small space, get a stroller. They make pet strollers that are enclosed and take them out for rides. You know, again, long as they're not too freaked out by it, of course, um, take them out and let them watch the birds and walk around the neighborhood. It's a good way for you to get some exercise and the cat to get some enrichment. So, you know, I, I think I have on YouTube, either YouTube or one of my blogs on how to get a cat harness and leash trained. But when you're dealing with a kitten, it's really pretty easy. Just slap that harness on. And, you know, when you go outside for the first time, let him explore at his own pace, open the door and leave the door open so that he can run back in if he feels frightened and just let him go explore at his own pace. You know, it's not like walking dogs. They're not going to run with you and they're liable not to keep up with you. It's just a slow exploring time. And maybe it's just 
you know, five, 10 minutes the first time and then expand that 15 minutes the next time, maybe make the goal, you know, to the mailboxes to get the mail as your, as your goal. That could be your daily outing with your cat. We were, as I said, we're out here with some friends in California. We were having lunch uh, at a window that overlooked the beach the other day. And there was a guy out there walking his cat on the beach. <laughs> and, and I thought I was crazy cat person. But <laughs> this cat didn't, to me, look like he was super comfortable with that. He, you know, tail was low and kind of swishing. And But, you know, if the cat were enjoying beach walking, that's an excellent enrichment for the cat. Anything that cat likes, which usually is exploring on their own terms. Right now, I have Pico outside with his harness on and on a about a 30-foot lead that is on a bird feeder in the backyard. So, he can go around and explore and that kind of thing. He gets wrapped up around stuff, so we check on him frequently. But great, great, great enrichment for cats. And speaking of bird feeders, that's another thing to invest in. I, I just ordered some a bird feeder with suction cups. I I had to order it separately. I got the suction cup bird feeder holder, found it on Amazon. It's got two big suction cups and then it has an arm and you just hang the bird feeder from it. So we're going to put that on our window here so that he can get some birds up close and personal. He likes watching that. And that's also great enrichment for your cat. Just be sure to do daily prey play especially with a kitten. And prey play is when you have a wand toy and it's interactive and you're pretending like you're the prey and, you know, cat pounces on it. And then, you know, you jerk it a little bit like, oh, the prey is dying. It's dying. And then pull it away and the cat jumps on it again. And very important to let them catch it. Very, very, very important. They get that kill bite in. So, um, you know, you'll want to do that if you have a bird feeder at the window because that can also build up pent-up energy, them watching those birds all day, all that prey, and not being able to get to them. So be sure to do lots of prey plays so that they have that opportunity. All right, let's see what else Madison says here. Lastly, I was wondering if it's okay to allow my cat to visit new spaces. I go back and forth from college to home, and I'm hoping to find a kitten with a great personality that will be unaffected. Well, that one's going to be a little more difficult, Madison. (laughs) Cats are territorial, which means they're real homebodies. You know, they don't like to be out of their territory. Now, you know, we go back and forth between two cities and we take Pico with us wherever we go. We drive everywhere. We also take him in hotel rooms. We take him when we travel. And now I started when he was young. He was a little younger than your kitten, still not between his sensitive development period of three to seven weeks. We probably started traveling with him when he was eight weeks old. We do take him in the car. I put his harness on him and his leash on him. I I tell him to suit up. That's his verbal cue for sit down and let me put my harness, your harness on. And he knows we're going somewhere when we do that. And he'll get excited when he sees his harness come out and run to the door. It means we're going out. So we'll take him around town on errands, especially the pet food store. Loves to go to the pet food store because his girlfriend there always has treats for him. So maybe start doing that. Short little errands around the house. I do try to throw the litter box in the car 
a lot of cats have a, you know, in that fight or flight mechanism, one of the natural things for them to do is empty, empty their bladder and bowels so that they can run a lot easier. So don't be surprised if the cat gets in the car and then immediately has to go to the bathroom. So take the stress out of that and just make sure that you've got a little travel to go litter box, you know, so that they can go while you're on the go. (laughs) And, And that will make it easier. When you get to your parents' home, I'm assuming that's what you mean, back and forth from college to home. When you get home to your parents' house, make sure that you keep him in your room so that there's a small space that becomes territory, at least for a couple days while it gets used to it. If there are other animals in the home, maybe you keep them in your room the whole time that you're there, just so that you don't have to have that added stress for all those animals of of getting to know one another again. Um, Some things to think about when you're in a space with your cat Um, We always try to take carpet runners, that plastic material with the little nubs on it, and I'll cut it around the threshold to the door because if Pico gets stressed about where he is and we're in a carpeted room, sometimes he'll start digging at the carpet at the door. And clearly we don't want to have that. So I put that carpet runner under the door so that there's a, a plastic down so he can't dig the carpet. We always travel with his scratching post, which is very tall, and that keeps him from scratching on other people's furniture for the most part. Our friend Chuck has a super nubby sofa and chairs that Pico just thinks is awesome to scratch on. So we also travel with nine foot by six foot canvas drop cloths and use those over furniture that uh, he might find attractive. But usually by taking the scratching posts along, that gives him a, you know, something to do that's his, it smells like him. You know, they have scent glands between their toes. So when they're scratching, they're not only, you know, uh, scratching because it gets a back stretch and keeps their nails trimmed, but it's also leaving a scent, a territorial scent behind. And it's very important for them to do. So take scratching posts, take his bed, toys, as many things that smell like you and the house and him with you. In fact, we travel with these blankets that smell like him. And I just kind of throw them over furniture when we travel so that he thinks that everywhere we are is is home. And what else does Miss Madison say? She says, I love your podcast and can't wait to continue listening. Thank you, Madison, and thank you for listening, and I hope you do continue listening. She says, I've been volunteering at a PetSmart and the Cat Adoption Center for the past year, and I'm so excited to finally have one of my own. That is just awesome, Madison. That's, that is so good. Finding ways to get involved is, is wonderful. I remember many, many, many years ago, I thought... I wanted to get involved in a volunteer activity and didn't quite know what to do. And I decided the shelter would be a good place for me to get involved. And, and I went down to a, a local rescue group and, you know, started working with the cats and of course haven't turned back. And that turned into a career of working with cats. So I encourage you to, to keep up with that. And when you go home from college, there will be rescue groups in those pet smarts that would love to have you as well. So be sure to 
keep that up when you're home as well. And I know all those kitties out there appreciate your time and, um, and helping them out. I hope that answered all your questions. And if not, email me again and email me anytime with ideas for podcasts because we, we run out of ideas. We have over 150 podcasts and it's hard sometimes to think about new stuff. So we appreciate you reaching out with an email. And um, help us out. People when listening that are tuning in to Cat Talk Radio, go to our website at catbehaviorsolutions.org. I have a blog there, and there's a lot of great little tips and tidbits there that I don't feel will make a full episode worth of material, so we post them there. You can also, while you're at the website, visit our store. We've got some amazing products for cats. In fact, we've got these new Himalayan wool beds. They're those cat caves and Himalayan wool cat toys. And that the lanolin in the wool apparently attracts cats because it it smells like their mother. And the lanolin naturally keeps their pads of their feet soft and their fur. It's really cool. So check those out while you're there. And you can help Cat Behavior Solutions. We're a nonprofit. None of us get salaries out of this. We don't get any compensation. We volunteer all of our time. And in our store, there are donation amounts that you can also just simply put in your cart and check out along with cool stuff you're buying your cat. You can also find us on social media. That helps us out too. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. Find us there and like and follow and all that good stuff. And we hope you tune in again. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Bye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat, toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.